Thank you so much for joining us for this week's message from Real Life Community, where we talk about connecting with God and others, growing in Christ-likeness, and sharing God's life with the world. My name is Sarah Comer, and I serve each week as Connections Pastor, making sure that you know that there is a God and a community that loves you and wants to go through the seasons of life with you. You can find us at reallifecommunity.org, and we would love to meet you on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you know just how deep the Father's love is for you. You know, as I was thinking about that song, something I think we probably need to think about is this. Has God impacted your life in such a way that when you walk into the room, everything changes about that environment that you're in? Uh, You know, I just, the more and more I think about our faith, it's about a relationship with a God who wants to do mighty things, and he wants to do those things through people like you and I. And so, you know, sometimes I think we just kind of put it off on God. God, you show up, you do your thing, you, you you change the world. Every time I read scripture, God does that through people. And so I, I wonder, when you walk into the room, what happens? Uh, hopefully it's a good thing. Uh, but maybe this year, in 2021, we can ask ourselves, and we can submit to, to what God wants to do through us in the rooms that we walk into. So, hey, we're looking forward to a good morning this morning. We've got a few things to share with you, right, ladies? Right. We're down one, though. We are. Sierra was going to be with us, and uh, Sierra and the family, hello, I'm sure you guys are watching. Um, We miss you, and we are looking forward to you being back among us, right? Happy New Year. To you too. Happy New Year, Sarah. Happy New Year. What are we doing today, ladies? So we're going to talk about highlights, Um, highlights from 2020. I know that sounds like almost an oxymoron for highlight and 2020 to go together, but we recognize that even in the midst of a crazy, ridiculous year, there are some pretty cool highlights that have happened in our lives, in the lives of our church family, and really in the lives of, of the church across the world. And so this morning we wanted to take some time to share with you just some of our highlights, some of the things that we asked you guys to share highlights, and and we've kind of divided them up among us. So the first thing that we want to talk about this morning, um, I want us to talk about is what are the real life highlights, church highlights. So share with me um, what are some of the highlights that stood out to you from things that people shared or things that you are on your hearts. Oh, I just want to say this. We made it through 2020. Woo! <laughs> uh, that was huge for us. Um, I think sometimes we feel like we got through by the skin, uh, just by the hair of our chinny chin chin. Um, but we made it through 2020, and we I think did it in good fashion, right? Um, Sarah, share with us something that someone uh, responded to you uh, with. You know, I was going to share. For me, it was like 2020 never existed on the night of Candyland. You know, like we had the massive amounts of people driving into our church parking lot. And, and it was different, right? We had to, to make trades for things we would normally do, but it actually turned out to be so much better. <laughs> um, so there's a win for 2020. But I, I just feel like that night I came into the parking lot and I was taking pictures and videoing and, and just thinking like, I feel like this has not been a chaotic year. I don't feel like I'm walking away from a dumpster fire. This <laughs> is amazing. Um, and I read it, somebody else had shared that too, that, that just the 
thought that this is my church, you know? And we've talked about how people said, I didn't even realize there was a church there. Yeah. Two, I mean, two doors down, y'all, people didn't realize we were a church. Um, and it was just this cool moment that I feel like 2020, um, I don't know, didn't get the chance to eat away. Yeah. And I think piggybacking on that too, with, with the um, drive through that night, one of the things that as the church board that we talked about this last year was that we want to be known in our community. We want church, right. we want people to know that real life exists on, on East Main Street. And that night, comment after comment was, I had no idea that there was a church here. Yeah. And we were like, oh. but like, that's exciting though, because I, I, how many people did we say? Almost 600 people were here that Probably night that, yeah. in, in form and in, in vehicles. And that, that many people now know that real life exists. Yes. On, the, on East Main, well, and that was so exciting. And I want to take a moment to call it a win for all of you, because we sat at staff meeting the Tuesday after, and we realized that most of the people who heard about Candyland came from Facebook. Um, they were people, not who saw our event page, but people who were in a group, and somebody had posted about Candyland in that group, like Hip Murfreesboro or bad moms in Murfreesboro or whatever, <laughs> you know, people are in these groups. And so you guys did the advertising and, and something so simple as posting it on Facebook made the biggest difference. So props to you guys. That Way was awesome. Go. And uh, two things. One lady, uh, as she was driving through, you know, we tried to talk and engage with people. She said, thank you for doing this because I didn't want my kids go going door to door but I felt very comfortable about getting my kids in a car and coming through your parking lot. So it was a safe alternative in the midst of all of this COVIDness, um, which was amazing. And then I remember that night, Jamie uh, pulled, uh, was coming to the church and down here past Camino Real at the intersection, uh, there was just, cars were lined up past the intersection. And he said, huh, I wonder what's going on at Camino Real. <laughs> And he's like, oh, wait a minute. No, that's my church. Yeah. And that was just an exciting, that may, that may have been one of the best highlights of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So we had some really, you know, there's lots of cool things. Getting to see some people I had said, getting to see new people on the worship team, just some new faces up here that they just were so excited um, and blessed by different people here. Um, I love what Phyllis Petty said, waiting with anticipation um, for the drive-through in our neighborhood. And of course, the ice cream was an added bonus. <laughs> but how good it was to be able to see faces even in the midst of a time when we were all told to stay home. Was that just last year? Yeah, I know. That, seemed, that, that, that mobile parade seemed like it was a decade ago. Right. And our trivia night was a highlight. Um, teen Sunday, seeing our teens lead the, all the elements of our service that day, um, all of those things. And then I think another one that I had several couples and some that commented here and some that didn't was our affection connection. Um, just a different opportunity for couples to come and, and go through stations and be challenged in their marriage. And I loved seeing people laughing and some crying and some, you know, going, I had no idea this about you and we've been together this many years or whatever. But that went so well that we as a staff have been talking and we want to share with you this morning that Affection Connection is coming back for a second year. Mm -hmm. And we're really excited about that. But we've switched it up just a little bit. We're going to make it COVID friendly. So it's an activity that you're going to, you get to do wherever you're at. Um, you'll text, there's, there's going to be a window. You'll find out some more information in the coming weeks. But there's a window of time where when you're ready to start, you're going to text me for your first clue 
and you're going to have a clue, and it's going to lead you to somewhere in Murfreesboro. Um, all of it is within, you know, a couple miles of each other. It's not like you're going to drive one end of Murfreesboro to the other. But you'll go to one location, and you'll have a, a chore or an activity or a um, something that you will do with your significant other, and then you'll finish that, and then you'll text me for your next clue. And it'll, it's a series of seven clues. Um, all of these things, again, are intended to help you draw close to one another. Um, they're great for dating couples and married couples. Um, and then, of course, we have our fun challenges at the end that you get to take home with you. You can end the night or start the night with dinner. That's up to you. But we just have some special things lined up for you. And we're going to open that up. We loved it so much. We're going to open it up to our borough churches for other couples to be a part of. It's totally on your own. You don't have to be with anybody for this night. Um, that's why it's COVID friendly. So for those who are like, I'm not even coming to church right now, I can't participate, you can. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And we'll make it accommodating to you if you need to stay home too. That there's ways that we can make that happen. I know for me and Tyler, I'm very romantic and he is not, can I get an amen <laughs> there? Um, and so affection connection for us is as two very opposite people. I mean, it was a challenge, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but one of the things that stood out to me most that night was we got to choose a verse for, to kind of represent the upcoming year for our marriage. And we each wrote it on an index card and we put it in places that we would see it. And so it hangs in our bathroom and one hangs in our bedroom. And just constantly this year, my eyes have turned to that index card. And, and it was such a simple moment at one of the stations that night, but that was something that really carried us through this year. And look what came of it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Affection worked. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, you know something else that is baffling to me that happened this year? This was the year that we saw Nate come back to church after being mm. sick for so long. Yeah. Um, and he wrote about how much it meant to him to have the church caring for him during that time. And it, it blows me away, like, for their family especially, um, you know, 2020 has been kind of a win because they got their family back, you know, yeah. um, their normalcy sort of back. And for the rest of us, we've lost a lot of that. But for them, they've gained so much of it back. And that's been cool. I remember sitting with Nate and Sarah shortly after we got here and Nate just he could hardly stand mm -hmm. and he was so exhausted and so sick. And then to see. to see Nate at a baseball game this summer hit the ball and run to first base. I wanted to sit there crying. Uh, yeah, yeah, praise the Amen. Lord for that. It's fantastic. But that's a, such a praise. Like, that's such a celebration. And to see him back in our sound booth and involved in ministries again, his heart is, is feeling fulfilled, right? Because yeah. he's able to do the things that he loves doing. And he had to take some time away from the year before. So, man, God was so good in the lives of the Swartzlanders this year. Yeah. yeah. I think another highlight, um, and it was for me as well, but uh, several mentioned Easter Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. To have Cody and Heather give their, share their story. Yeah. That was huge. Um, and I keep coming back to the fact that God is a, God is about redeeming the broken, uh, the, that which has been stolen. Yeah. And to see two people just say, you know what? This is where I've come from. This is where God has brought me. That, to me, is, epitomizes what real life is all about. Right. Real life is about connecting people to the God who can redeem. Yes. And so um, I, I have talked about that Sunday all year to people. 
Absolutely. Well, and it's crazy too, because that was one of the first Sundays that we were totally online. Mm. Um, and I, you know, of course I would have loved to all be together and to have gotten to hear that in person, but I don't wonder if we would have been so caught up in the traditions of Easter that we would have missed the power of that message that we got to focus on virtually. I mean, yeah. that's weird, but yeah. I, I think that's super cool. I, I loved this highlight um, that Kathy Mellish shared with me. She said, the teens becoming unified under pastor's ministry and Brandy Essery's leadership. Um, loving to see the teens speaking and singing and playing the drums all around ministry. Loved seeing Taylor and Jay sharing the gospel. These young people are the church. And I loved seeing Rylan connecting and ministering to children and teens and listening to Regan on YouTube. And I was amazed at how well she was able to speak from her heart and listen to the words from God. Uh, I loved that a new young people's group was formed and seeing Megan and Warren giving their time and talent and use of their home for this ministry. Seeing Stacy and Clint leading in the church also. Um, loved seeing Nate feeling so much better after his surgery. And I, I was talking to Kathy this morning and I said, you were one of the most connected people in this church. And I read your highlight and just thought, wow, like so many individual people have made such an impact on each other and on this church and this community this year. It's been incredible. It has been really cool. I think that's been a comment from several families is they just love seeing their teens plugging in and being connected with one another and looking forward to see each other. It's been a stretch that we've been without youth group here and I'm dying as much as some of our teens are dying and I, it's like getting almost like a homecoming reunion tonight, getting to be back with our teens and have youth group with them again. Yeah. People are important, um, and we have been impacted here at Real Life by some amazing people. And um, one of the testimonies that someone shared here, um, Micah mentioned the send-off service for the Gillies. Um, I miss the Gillies. Um, I just miss them being around here. If you guys are watching online, um, we are so thankful that you guys are just doing God's work overseas but we uh, would like to see you at some point home. Um, but as I say that, having been a missionary's kid, I also recognize that if I know the Gillies well enough, that is becoming their home. Yeah. And um, it's not so much that they've given up on us, but they are an example of people who have been sent from this church yeah. to do mighty things, whether it's overseas, uh, whether it's in our neighborhoods. We talked about that this year. You know, how can we be for our neighborhood? And just to see some of the connections. Uh, we were talking to uh, some of our neighbors about the last year, and they expressed that they were thankful for us uh, because they needed us. They really didn't need us, but they needed the God in us uh, to do what God did in their life this year. And without going into details, um, God placed us in Murfreesboro for a reason. Yeah. And um, COVID has been a tough year because there have been a few times where Christine and I have maybe said, uh, and what did you want us to come here and do? <laughs> because we just feel like sometimes we're spinning our wheels. Yeah. But when I think about how we as a church are touching lives um, and we're seeing some amazing kingdom of God moments. Um, I know why we're here. You know, when you're learning to ride a bike and you, you hit a puddle or a spot where the wheel just spins, 
Like you're going really fast and then all of a sudden it spins and you come to a halt and, and sometimes you even fall off your bike. I feel like this has been a year of that, right? Like learning to ride the bike, here we are at a new church, taking off, doing some really fun things, seeing God move, and then the wheels spin and we fall off the bike for a minute. But yet in, the mo in those moments of, you know, when you first learn to ride the bike, you're like, oh yeah, look at me. Like that, this is so cool. I think we had those moments this year of, wow, look what God has done. Like, they, while they may have been brief and not necessarily as consistent as we wanted them to be, it was fun to see some really neat things, and obviously, we're talking about it. I've joked with Jeremy and Christy about how I wish I could just give them some truth serum to hear about, like, how they really feel after this year, right? Um, but I've also talked to so many of you about um, just what an incredible thing it was that God brought their family to real life for this crazy season. Um, I was about to lose my mind during a normal year of a transition. I can't imagine if I would have gone through 2020 in a pastoral transition. Um, so I, I just time and time again have thought that God knew what he was doing, bringing you guys here during this time. Thanks. Yeah. We, uh, we have really enjoyed getting to know uh, Murfreesboro, Middle Tennessee, real life family, and I think one of the things that we are looking forward to about the new year is just finding those rhythms where we can reconnect in powerful ways. And so um, we're looking forward to, to, to that. I, I got to share, uh, Micah said a few other things. Micah said uh, that he was excited about the renovations that he was able to accomplish at his home mm -hmm. to get it ready for new life. Yeah. And again, I said it in the prayer earlier, but I cannot wait to see the newest uh, member of their family, uh, to get to meet him and to love on him as real life does. So we're excited for those, um, those baby moments, uh, and I'm looking forward to more baby moments. <laughs> All right, let's talk about goals. As we we're talking about, you know, he accomplished being able to do that this year. What else do we have? What are the other goals um, from this year that people have accomplished? You know, I think that we need to give a special shout out to Jessica Bloom back here, who got Teacher of the Year this year. Woo! That was awesome. <laughs> Definitely an accomplished goal. Um, and she also talked about how uh, Zach started being able to drive himself to practice. So <laughs> a win for them, or maybe a loss for all the rest of us, right? Um, uh, and they also got more family time, which was really cool to see their family grow closer together. We had Tanya, who graduated this yeah. year. We had yeah. Jordan Crenshaw graduated this year. That's right. um, I graduated this year. Seems like that didn't happen, but it happened. Um, so, yeah, it's so exciting to have those things and to, you know, those are huge accomplishments in our lives. Um, and... 2020 didn't dampen the reality of the fact that those things actually happened. Aaron Hill retired officially. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's got to be a good feeling. We got to see Aaron Hill in that Christmas onesie. Oh, my word. That was a major win. That man rocked. Yeah, I loved how on Easter, we or on Easter, on Christmas, we just kind of had a, an opportunity in that season to come in your best <laughs> Christmas attire. And he came in with that Christmas onesie on, and I loved it. You know, I invited him out to lunch afterwards. He says, uh, nope, I'm going home. <laughs> I said, I totally get it, Aaron. We'll, uh, we'll catch you some other time. We had several other people that said, you know, they loved being home um, this year with family. They loved their family time. Um, being, a being able to be a part of youth group. Um, 
We had somebody else, what was it they said? Uh, the opportunity to visit several beaches this year. That sounds oh, like yeah. fun. I need the to. Snowders got to go away to the mountains, just the two of them, oh. and have some good marital refresh time. That's wonderful. That's um, we had another one that, this one, I, I so love. It said, um, I'm drug-free and enjoying my recovery every day. Amen. That is a praise. That is a shout it from the mountaintops. Yeah. God is so good. Uh, Erica Francis shared that she, one of her accomplished goals was she found a new church home. That's here. And uh, this year's been kind of tough on Erica, yeah. but I'm glad that we get to be there for her and, and with her, which, was, which is amazing. Um, I, I have to share this one, a, a highlight from Jen Massey. And this one, um, some might say, well, that's not very much about real life, but I think it speaks to the nature of the effects of real life. And it said this, um, dancing with Levi in the garage after we made our new wooden coffee table together. Um, to seeing couples being able to, to celebrate and um, spend time together in, in just sweet ways, um, I, I celebrate that with them. And I know, living in the world we live in, I know that that's not always happening in marriages and in homes. But my hope and prayer is that real life is that place that equips people to recognize, you know what, we're going to fight for this marriage. Mm -hmm. We're going to fight because we know God wants to do some great things That's through right. us together that God could never do through us separately. Absolutely. So I'm excited uh, for dancing in garages. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk 2021 um, highlights and goals or things that we're looking ahead to this year, both personal and and uh, as a church this year. I got to lead with this one. Jen said, more hugs again when we can. <laughs> uh, for some people, the lack of hugging has been devastating. Um, we get it. You know, as pastors, one of the things that we, one of the struggles we've navigated is this. We want to provide uh, for physical safety in what we're doing, but we recognize that as we do that, we are also having to keep in mind that there are relational dynamics that are then struggling because there are some people who need to be together. Mm -hmm. And um, I, will, I will remember uh, one night, Christy and I come up every Wednesday night to pray with the worship team. And Christy, was, we were walking out as um, Jordan was walking in, and he just kind of disregarded all bar boundaries and barriers and just gave, gave Christy a hug. And I could see in you in that moment how much you needed that. And I think the case is true for a lot of us. Um, we need to be able to hug and high five and handshake and rub up against each other because that's just kind of who we are. I'm all for that. I was talking to Kathy this morning about, she said, I don't know how you as a pastoral staff can stay encouraged. And I talked about how we, especially recently, have been talking about how nice it is to kind of dream about where are we headed and, and what does redesign and restructure of real life look like. Um, we've talked about how, you know, we came out of a transition and then we went into COVID and now it's like, we just need to like start over. <laughs> um, and being able to have that hope of dreaming up what God envisions for real life right now during this time, 
um, that's that's something that keeps me motivated and excited for 2021. Uh, Isaiah 43:19 has really become something that has that is weighing heavy on me. Um, I think we all, in some way, shape, or form, are are looking forward to things getting back to normal. Um, I don't know if that's ever truly going to happen, but I, I understand the sentiment, right? But this passage of scripture was given to me uh, just recently, and I want to read it for you guys, because I think we as, 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 as followers of Christ need to stop waiting for things to get back to normal, and we need to start seeing what God is doing right now. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah 43, 19 says this, for I'm about to do something new. Now, obviously, this was in a very specific context. You know, Isaiah, God was speaking through Isaiah to the people of God who were going through some junk. But I think the spirit of this verse is important for us to grab a hold of. For I am about to do something new. God, that's true today. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. That's a promise that changes everything in my book. And I think we need to be reminded that let's, you know, things may get back to normal, but let's not wait for that. Let's figure out what does it look like for God to do something new here. And um, Jim and Teresa Hodge shared this about 2020, and I think this is going to bleed into 2021. Their son Brad came back to Christ. That's a matter of prayer that they have been, they've just been saturating that with prayer. They've shared with us about that. And through a course of several events, um, he, he just came back to surrender. And they have seen their fam, the, whole, the entire family dynamics change. And I, that's, that's just it. God has already begun something that he is still going to be working on. And that new something in the Hodge home uh, has got kingdom potential written all over it. That's right. And so I am looking forward to more surrender uh, in my own life and in the lives of people around me. Yeah. So it's funny how Jeremy and I will, a lot of times we're talking constantly, and then there's other times where we haven't talked about something at all. And then this morning I said to Jeremy, and he had written this in his notes um, already, and I said to Jeremy this morning, I said, honey, um, Isaiah forty three nineteen. God's going to do a new thing. And Jeremy was like, that's in my notes. And I was like, okay. God's reaffirming to both of us separately that I am going to do a new thing in you. I'm going to do a new thing in the life of the church this year. I'm going to do a new thing in the life of the church, not just real life, of the church. I'm all, he's been at, man, to think about, you know, we didn't share this, but, okay, 2020 stunk in a lot of ways, right? But... 2020 reached people for the, for the Lord that had never been reached before because churches all across the world had to find ways to go online. Churches who were dying have people buying back into being a part of the life of the church, even if it means from their living room, who weren't watching church on Sundays, but they are now. So while some of us are like, and and that's a huge thing for a lot of people, a goal for this year is to see people back in the church, I say absolutely to that. And yet I say let's continue ministering to those who can't leave their living room or won't. The first time I heard the Hodges story was 
in 2020 during Women's Book Club. Um, and, you know, we didn't mention that before, but that was a huge highlight. That was when Erica really plugged in as well, and we, we really got into each other's stories in such a deep way. And so in 2021, you know, you would think that we would say, well, we're scared to be around people, so group life is out the window. But guess what? It's not. <laughs> um, and so you're going to start hearing about the upcoming season of group life, and I hope that after this season of loneliness, I guess we would call it, that you would just be aching for a time of, of group life. Absolutely. I think one of the goals for 2021 uh, for this church is to recognize how can we best function in the multiple venues that we currently are in, right? So we have people who are here in person in the room we have people who are watching right now online. We have people who will watch this later on in the week online. And there are people who will be going to the podcast and listen to that while they're driving or while they're running or exercising, whatever the case may be. We have gone from a centralized type of ministry model to a diversified one. And it can be difficult to think in those ways you know, how do we really care for people that we don't see? Yeah. That's, the, that's one of the struggles that we have for 2021 is how do we get it out there, but then also how do we recognize who's out there and figure out how do we incorporate them into the life of who we are as real life? Yeah, I, one of the things we did in 2020 was we used to just have our podcast on iTunes and Pastor Jeremy helped us get it onto Spotify as well. I don't know if you know this, but when we were just on iTunes, we were reaching 15,000 listeners in a month. So you look around this room, and it may be easy to get discouraged in a season where we're lower than we usually are, right? But just think about all of these literally thousands of people online, which we can only guess has grown since adding to Spotify, that are also now a part of real life. Yeah, and one of the things that is difficult for me as a pastor because I'm like the results type of person. I like to do something and then see the results of it. Um, In ministry these days, um, there's a lot more seed planting that is going on where we trust the Lord, the Lord of the harvest, scripture says, to bring about the harvest. And so uh, while I would love to know every single person who is listening or watching, um, that's not a reality. But we can trust that the gospel that we are putting out there is reaching the people who need to hear it. And the way that that happens is God makes the connections, right? So um, actually, I think we had a funny moment this year because we realized that we think that some of the people who may be listening, and if this is you right now, we love you, um, (laughs) you may not actually realize that the real life you're listening to is not the real life you think you're listening to because there's some other real life churches out there. Um, but I, I just believe that they're a part of the real-life family, yeah. right? That people are just searching through uh, the iTunes library, the Spotify library. They find this thing called real life. They want real life, mm-hmm. and they're encountering what we're doing here. So um, I would just encourage anyone and everyone who is out there who is never actually connected to the life of a physical church. Uh, I spent 2021 figuring that out. Um, we would love to help resource you with that. But uh, find someone who can recognize you and love on you. Last night, we had somebody ask us um, 
they said, do you guys do puzzles a lot? And we were like, actually, yeah, we do. And they're like, you do really hard puzzles really fast. Like, we love to take a thousand piece puzzle and put it together that evening. And where some people would say that would take us, you know, weeks or a month to do. But I, one of the things that we love about doing a puzzle is taking all of the pieces and finding their right fit, right? Uh. It's something that we can start and finish. We can put the framework together and then we can fill it in with all the good stuff and see the whole picture. And that's one of the things about ministry and being here at Real Life is that we've, we're starting to put this framework in place, right? 2020 has been like put the framework, throw a piece away or something, and then try and find that piece and put it back in. That's kind of what it's felt like putting the framework together here. But to see where do people fit, to, see, to be able to see some different faces plug in. You know, one of the things someone said is seeing someone new on worship team. That's someone, a puzzle piece, finding its fit, right? All of us have a fit in the church. We all can come together, whether it's sitting behind a camera, whether it's leading on, in worship, whether it's sending something out during the week, whether it's communicating with people in our um, Facebook feed, all of these different parts and pieces, we're all a puzzle piece that fit together. And our, our hope and prayer for 2021 is that within that framework that we find where we fit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my highlights, personal highlights, was I got to teach at Trevecca this last year. Um, I had about 32 students in a class, uh, talked about what does it mean to live the Christian life uh, within the context of the church and everyday life, and it was challenging uh, because I got to learn how to facilitate a college class where ha ha I was going to say half the people were online, half the people were present. But by the end of my last day in class, I had one student in the room. The other 31 were online, I think. Um, so at least their computer was. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to, um, I, I get to teach another one in 2021. And uh, I get to talk about pastoral care and counseling with people who are preparing for ministry. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I think uh, the Barnards and I can both share that 2020, you know, we got to celebrate new life. Um, and we were just talking this morning about how for weeks we talked about how badly we wanted to become pregnant. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we went through this period of just not speaking to each other because we were afraid to tell the other one that we were pregnant. <laughs> and... Um, and Jessica shared with me first, and then I shared with her after that it turns out we're a week apart. Um, and Jessica and I, if you don't know our story, we both came to real life right around the same time. Um, both right out of college, both she got engaged, I think, right after me. Um, and so our lives have just very much mirrored each other. And now to get to come to 2021 and get to raise children together. <laughs> Uh, that's a little intimidating, <laughs> um, but that that's cool to get to do that with yeah. somebody, and it reminds me of this community of people and how we each have a special piece in each other's lives, too, yeah. um, which I feel like is a, a good translation to our next topic of the ways that you guys have been present in each other's lives um, in this past year. We had people shout out um, just some notes to other people, and, and mostly anonymous, right? Um, but w we wanted to hear mostly, what are the ways that God is using you in each other's lives? You guys have any highlights from that? Um, let me start with this one. Thank you 
to the nursery workers and the preschool and elementary volunteers and teachers that pour into our kids every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Amen. Huge. Yeah. Um, thank you for always being my support person, someone I can share the good, the bad, and the ugly with and not feel judged. A shout out to the chill guy who invited me to church. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> you prayed for me when I needed it most. You reached out to me when I was down, and it reminded me to bring my burdens to God. You spoke words I needed to hear, even though they were tough to hear. I love this one. It reminds me of your garage story. You called me when your freezer went out and asked if I had space for your stuff. I felt honored, and it meant so much to me to be that person for you. I cleared a shelf, and we had a late-night garage friendship moment. It meant so much to me. Thank you for being our friends and spending time with us during these crazy times. Thanks for coming to our home to pray, anoint, and serve. We'll always remember your kindness. Thanks for helping me feel welcome when I was new at Real Life. You didn't know if I had anything to offer. It was just because I was me. Wow, that was a new feeling and experience I had never had in all my life. I enjoyed getting to know you ladies this year. Someone else, thank you for inviting me to Ladies Night. Thanks, man, for always being there for me. You haven't been, you have been such a blessing for me, and I'm glad you moved here and came to our church. You've always been there for me and always been easy to talk to. Thank you, brother. This one is not anonymous at all, but I'm going to share it anyway. Teresa and Jim, thank you for always being willing to show love and concern. Sierra, thank you for making me feel that God is not through using you, even when you are well past your prime. Jessica and Andy, thank you for your love and acceptance and for sharing your many talents. Bryce Klein, thank you for hugging me and always smiling. Barb, thank you for being a friend in the chaos we are experiencing. Children of the church, thank you for your smiles, your laughter, your hugs, and all the ways that you help us feel connected in these trying times. Pastors, thank you for being just a phone call away and ready to pray for our health and helping us fight our enemy. Teens, thank you for showing up and being an example to us adults and children. I second that. Um, I know I could mention so many more. Church board, thank you for your leadership. Worship team, Jamie, Colin, Grace, Andy, Jessica, and all the other members, thank you. You bless me every Sunday. You know, I think one of the things that I saw repeatedly in throughout this um, was people saying, for this next year, you know, I want to grow closer to the Lord. I want to I want to know more about the Lord. I want to grow closer as a church and there's two things that we have coming up that we want to make sure that we talk about and and that is the first one we talked we introduced to you last Sunday and that's our reading plan and it's available on our webpage. This right here, if you want to know more about um, you know, not being afraid or how to be persistent or how to stand up in trials, the very best place to go is to join us here this year. Let's, let's be real life on the same page together this year. Let's dig into the word of the Lord together. Jeremy and I are going to, um, two days a week, each of us are going to post a comment on the things that we've been reading on Facebook, and we're transferring that over to our webpage now for those who aren't on Facebook, but we want you to engage with us. Do you have thoughts about it? Share those with us. Talk to us about those things. We want to find ourselves in the word together this year. And then the second thing that we want to do is we want to find ourselves in prayer together. And the very best way we can do that, that we could think to do, is to start our year with 24 hours of prayer. One of the most significant prayer times that we had at our previous church was a 24-hour prayer thing that we did. And it was 
so impactful. It was so incredible to see. Um, it's just incredible to see what happens when the church comes together and finds themselves on their knees and begins to bathe everything in our lives in prayer. There will be a place for you to put prayer requests up. There will be a place for you to pray over other people's requests. There will be thing, different things about our state and our city and our church and all these different things for you to pray over. But let's just bathe 20, 2021 in prayer. Let's find ourselves on our knees and just say, God, what do you want to do in real life? A comment that Jeremy and I continually have made this last year is one of the things that we love about real life is that even in the midst of the chaos, we love that real life is just that. It's real. Some of you have laid some things out for us this year that are heavy. But you know what? I would rather you lay your heavy things out than try and hide them because you're embarrassed by them. I would rather you lay your heavy things out because God wants to deal with them and transform them and work in them than sweep them under the rug and hope that no one sees that you're not perfect. None of us are perfect. We are all flawed. But God wants to use us in spite of that. There's a church that I'm aware of that has a, a slogan that drives me nuts, but I also love it at the same time. It says, no perfect people allowed. Um, we'll even take the perfect ones. So if you think you're perfect, we'll take you. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's true. We need to understand that to be the church, we, will, we, we take people just where they're at with whatever's going on. That's the way Jesus did it. If you haven't seen, there's a, you can find it on YouTube, there's also an app called The Chosen. Um, it's, it's the life of Jesus. And it is one of the most fascinating looks at Jesus because it really helps me understand the context and the culture in which Jesus existed. Um, and if you would like to know more about that, we'd love to point you in that direction. But let's be that people, like Chrissy said, who are, who are in prayer, who are in the word, and we're letting God do something through that. That's right. You know, I've been talking to Tyler this week about how if we can learn how to be this strong church in a year where it feels like we're so weak, then how strong will we be when it feels like we're strong, right? right. Yeah. Um, and this has shown me that this is just a dusting of all the good things that happened in 2020, just yeah. how strong we were. And if we're covering the next year in prayer and starting it off on such a good foot, I, I can't help but think that it's going to be a transformational year. Thank you for joining us today. We would love for you to join us in person. Our address is 2022 East Main Street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you'd like to make a donation to keep our podcast ministry going, you can do so online at reallifecommunity.org slash give. Thanks again for listening.